Hello, everyone. My name is Jacob Emerson. I'm an editor with Becker's Hospital Review. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Becker's Healthcare Podcast Series. Today, I'm very pleased to be joined by Joanne Mizell, who is the Chief Operating Officer at Banner Aetna in Phoenix, who's here with me today to discuss key trends in insurance, care delivery, and operating an integrated system in 2023. Joanne, thank you so much for taking the time to join us here on the podcast today. Thank you. I appreciate the invitation. So, Joanne, to get us started, can you tell us a little bit about your role at Banner Aetna, and then also a little bit about your background in healthcare? Happy to. So, I'll, I'll start with my uh, background in health in healthcare. It's actually my background is in health insurance, and I have been in the industry for over thirty years, seen a lot of change in that time frame, and. Uh, a, a lot of really positive change, a lot of improvements, a lot of um, technology improvements to make things simpler. But at the same time, I've just really seen a lot of complexity added uh, to the system. And um, that's I've, I've, my background has been in a number of areas within health insurance. I've been uh, in operational areas within claims customer service. I've been in account management areas. I have been in sales. And I have been um, obviously in management and leadership in the, the many areas for the health insurance industry. And like I said, a lot of change in the, the past 30 years in the, the simplicity when I started was um, healthcare was accessed, a claim was uh, was submitted to insurance, and the claim was processed based on plan design. And obviously, there have been a lot more changes and networks were added. There's just been uh, much more complexity than just going to the doctor and submitting a bill. And I... Uh, have, have really enjoyed the opportunity to grow with that industry. I, uh, I feel like I've had some positive experience that helped me to grow and understand the industry and where it was going. I was uh, really fortunate to be involved in some design and building of new products for some very large uh, customers and plan sponsors within the organization that uh, brought together more managed care, more population health, and uh, really moved the industry forward. So I, I feel very fortunate to have been in some of the early stages of that. And it's kind of taken me uh, beyond the uh, healthcare industry within the health insurance. I have been in consulting and brokerage for a few years where I advised plan sponsors on how to best uh, fund for and design plan designs for their populations when they really wanted to take it to the next level and really enjoyed doing a lot of that uh, collaboration with large companies who wanted to get involved more than just you know, here's some insurance, go get your care. So that's, that's been a, a wonderful experience for me. 
I actually did retire uh, a number of years ago, uh, thinking that I was uh, had done all I can in the industry and wanted to be uh, wanted to be done and go to the next phase of of my uh, life, and uh, had had the opportunity. I'll call it an opportunity, but sometimes uh, problems and issues result in opportunities and really was able to see as a consumer and as a patient uh, and family member, caregiver, so many gaps in the ability for members to really understand how healthcare is delivered and how to best, best ma uh, maximize their, their care and their benefit plans. So I did have a great opportunity uh, five years ago with Banner Aetna, which is my current employer, come in as a COO and uh, use my, that experience of um, building and understanding the, the back room, understanding the issues that face many members and face many patients and um, saw so many problems that were still there in the industry. And I was so excited. I didn't think I'd get back into this, but Banner Aetna, when I learned about the collaboration and the actual integration and joint ownership between a large health insurance company, which is Aetna, most have heard of that, and a very large health system here in the state of Arizona to collaborate and take some of that complexity out and make it easier for members and patients to use their health plans and to navigate the health system. I, I felt like, you know, this, this is a great opportunity and I have more in me to uh, use my past experience personally and professionally to make some changes and help improve how that healthcare was delivered in Arizona. So that's kind of why I joined the organization. And um, in the past five years, we've done uh, a lot. Uh, we've uh, tripled the size of our membership. We've uh, entered new uh, new areas of healthcare. We have uh, created some innovative, innovative products and programs to simplify things for members. And we have a really long roadmap um, with a lot of things uh, that we want to accomplish in the next couple of years to really take it to the next level. So. That's, that's kind of my background and how I ended up where I am now. And I, I just can't imagine a better place to be to make a difference and to improve things in, uh, in health care, in health, health delivery, and health financing. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for taking us through that and really explaining your background here. It's so fascinating, Joe, and hearing how you started and how you kind of describe how health insurance maybe used to be with just basic claims and how it's grown into what it is today, where we see the United Health Groups and the CVS Aetnas and, and where you're currently at, the Banner Aetnas of the world, 
um, with taking on more of the provider role nowadays. And I think mm-hmm. Banner and Aetna, they're two names most everyone listening to this podcast has probably heard of, but maybe not necessarily together. Uh, and so I'm really mm-hmm. interested in hearing you talk a little bit more about frictionless billing as well. And that's something I want to get into in this podcast. But one of the first things I wanted to ask you about, Joanne, specifically are the biggest issues you would say you're facing this year as an integrated system. Mm-hmm. I, I think as an in- integrated system, uh, system, there's, there's fewer issues because there's more collaboration. So that's, that's really the positive right. side of it. I think our industry, though, just in general, uh, the, the big issues really are, are around transparency. And when I think about how confusing it is for a member or a patient, depending on where you are in, in your journey, uh, how difficult it is to understand wh- where should I go? How should I get care? What's the best care? What's covered? How many additional benefits are there in my health plan that I can take advantage of? I, I think there's so much room to improve in that area. And and it's not just cost transparency because there's a lot of work being uh, legislated uh, uh, and regulated uh, for for us to to do that, but it's also helping members to really understand their options and come up with the best option for their situation or their family member's situation. So I I think transparency is a really big issue, and it's something that our industry needs to focus on beyond what is required by legislation. And it's, it's fortunately something that because we are owned by the insurance company and the health system, we have a lot more ability to kind of be transparent between each other and um, share information. And that allows us to create more transparency for our members. So it's it's a it's a big issue, and I I really have the sense that we we have a better equipped and organized to do that more quickly, and um, in a more collaborative way. So that that's one one big one. I think another for for us is uh, we recently in 2022. We expanded our reach into additional counties, but also into the individual ACA marketplace. And we've grown quite a bit this year in 2023. We started out kind of small. We were brand new. And I think we proved ourselves as a great option in that marketplace and have grown um, exponentially. It's it's been incredible for 2023. So, um, so in that side of the business and looking a little bit differently where members are purchasing benefits for themselves and their family through a marketplace as opposed to through an employer um, has, has opened a lot of doors. And one of the big issues coming up is Medicaid uh, redetermination, which impacts that. So right. what 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 that means um, for 
for those who aren't close to it like we are. Uh, COVID created an opportunity for those that were on Medicaid at the time that COVID became a, um, you know, very significant part of our lives and difficulty in accessing and getting proper health care. Medicaid uh, suspended the requirement to recertify every year as they normally would. And there were a number of of individuals that stayed on Medicaid that may or may not have still been eligible for Medicaid. That's come to an end. And this year, early this year, those members will be requested to reevaluate and to, to go through the application process again. Many are back to work. Many of them will not qualify and that creates a really big opportunity for us to get those people who are between employer coverage and Medicaid to purchase with some subsidies, uh, individual plans uh, for themselves and families. So that's, that's a, a really big issue in trying to understand the best way to make that happen to create a, a smooth transition for members who choose to come to Banner Aetna. So that, that's just a really big one. And then I think the third one I'll just mention, um, biggest issues that we're following is this um, trend towards non-traditional companies getting into healthcare delivery. So, you know, you've got Walgreens, you've got Amazon, you've got CVS getting into primary care and, and, and uh, pharmacy delivery and things like that that hadn't existed before. So it's, I think, going to be interesting to see how quickly that takes off and how well it's received by the general population. But it's, it's, it's exciting and it's just something we really have to stay on top of and, and follow very closely. So I think those, those probably are the three that I would say are, are the biggest issues we're, we're really following right now. Interesting. I mean, three massive topics, right? I mean, we've got price transparency, which, of course, we're, we're following the regulations here as well. And I know most recently when we do talk to insurance executives, they, they always tell us that, that that we're getting closer to a notion of price with the actual posted prices themselves mm -hmm. within the material files. But, but like you said, Joanne, it's not necessarily going to get patients toward the best care, the highest value care for them personally. And so I guess that's where uh, a company like yours comes into play and get, gets those patients a little bit closer. And then uh, Medicaid redeterminations. Everybody is talking about it constantly. I know some of the most recent estimates we've seen is that up to 18 million people nationwide could lose health coverage over the next year, starting in April. And it's, yeah, it's a massive, massive problem facing the industry. So really, really interesting to hear you talk about that. Um, in regards to price transparency, though, I'd, I'd love to turn and talk a little bit about frictionless billing at Banner Aetna. Um, mm -hmm. you, you announced it first last year. Can you tell us a little bit about just on the surface, what is that um, for anybody who might not know? And how does that mm -hmm. kind of come into play with, with the price transparency regulations that we were just talking about? Mm -hmm. it's, um, it's, it's one of the most exciting things that, that we've done as a joint venture uh, between in, uh, insurer and health systems. And it's something that we have per, been pursuing since since the company was created. It's it's not an easy thing to do. 
And it's not easy because, you know, traditionally health systems and payers have been at odds, right? So it's right. it's not usually a collaborative collaborative uh, relationship. It's it's typically, you know, um, both both sides trying to get the most they can out of the other, and um, you know, flipping that with a joint venture to a collaborative organization where both owner companies are um, have aligned incentives uh, for the company to to succeed and to create something different that benefits the patient and the member. And one of the things that we learned early on through surveys and through focus groups and things like that, we, we wanted to understand what the problems were from a member standpoint. What did, what did they perceive as the biggest issues in the current health system? And that way, it, it, it kind of informed us what to focus on first. One of those is how complicated it is when a member or a patient at that point in care time um, accesses care through a health system or provider, and uh, it gets claim gets submitted. Uh, the the insurer processes the claim and sends it back. And sometimes there's an agreement about what the member owes, and sometimes there's some negotiation and disagreement. But it, it really does put that member right in the middle of it. And that's not where we want them to be because they're the least equipped to understand how, to, how the, the calculations and how it really should work. And so members told us that that's really confusing. They're required to, you know, in some cases, be really good at accounting or they have to pull their explanation of benefits from the insurance. They have to pull the bills. They have to figure out what was paid, what was allowed, and what they owe. And um, at the end of the day, they, um, you know, frequently would throw up their arms and wait until they got a final, final chance and final bill and, um, and, and figure out what to pay from there. So uh, what, uh, what uh, the uh, frictionless billing initiative was intended to do was to say, okay, both organizations, we're, we're, we're all in, uh, one family. We're, we're not fighting with each other. We can share information. Let's make a single source of truth, a statement that tells the member, insurer, health system, both agree, and here are the details, and here's what you owe. And um, that, we believe, would give our members confidence that when they got that one bill, one statement, that they know what exactly their coverage was and what exactly they owed. So that's what we set out to build. And we were just, I, I couldn't have been more happy with the collaboration and uh, a lot of technology involved uh, from both organizations, a lot of, uh, you know, really intricate uh, IT work. And we came up with exactly what we were trying to create. Um, so we took that, and at the same time, we thought, well, wouldn't it be nice if while we're processing claims and sending bills back and forth, if we told members, and this is part of the transparency umbrella, if we told members where, where their bill is in the process from the time that they uh, access their care till the time that their actual bill was produced. 
And so we created a status tracker that uh, sends them updates, sends a member updates and says, okay, your, your bill has been submitted to, to Banner Aetna for review. And then they'll get another one and say, okay, the review's been, been completed and we're in the process of processing your bill. And then they'll get another one saying your, uh, your bill has been processed, it's been paid by the insurance company, and you'll be receiving a bill, a statement uh, soon. And then you'll receive one saying your statement's available. So this, this was again, trying to help our members really understand what, what to expect. I mean, that's what transparency is really about, what, what to expect in, in the complexity of how these things work. And then the third pillar was uh, creating a concierge toll-free phone line just for those Banner Aetna members who, once they got those bills or those statements, if they have questions, and that concierge number would, um, that individual at the, the line there could contact anyone within the organization that they needed to answer questions in one call. So, uh, so that was a, a fourth quarter. 2022 accomplishment um, went very well, uh, and we're just we we couldn't be happier with it. So we we do feel like there's more that can be done around it, and so um, we're calling that phase one, and we're starting to work on phase two and brainstorm what that looks like to take that that transparency um, even deeper and taking it to the the earlier part from the point you make your appointment to the point if you need prior authorization, where does that stand? And really making the whole continuum uh, from, from the point you need care all the way through to getting your bill very streamlined. Wow, I mean, it's, it's so amazing to hear you talk about this because these are the real problems that people constantly talk about having with their, their insurers with their, and then also of course with their with their cares they're looking for. And so mm-hmm. I have to say, even when you talk about this, I'm almost envious that I don't belong to a health system integrated <laughs> payer because I will be facing these issues moving forward. And so um, we would certainly love to hear about phase two when that when that all starts to be developed. But um, Joanne, before we go, our, can you give our listeners your best advice on where you think the opportunities are to really make a difference in healthcare this year, maybe in Arizona, but also also nationwide? Mm-hmm. You know, I I think that just from the experience in the last five years, providers and payers really need to change the adversarial relationship and collaborate for the benefit of the member and for the patient. That's the opportunity, and and I really believe that maybe not to the extent that we're able to do it because we're all one, you know, again, family under the joint venture, but there doesn't have to be the, um, the wall drawn, drawn between the two, because in the end, both payer and provider are serving the same person. And if we can think of them as, as people, I think that's the opportunity and where they stand instead of just, you know, flipping them back and forth to not, that's not my issue. Talk to your insurance company. That's not my issue. Talk to your provider. I, I just think that's such a big uh, 
opportunity and it gets back just again to the true transparency. And um, so I, I think that, that that that's an opportunity that doesn't have to be exclusive to a joint venture with joint ownership. Another opportunity and, and something that I think our industry needs to solve for is a necessary evil. And that's prior authorization. Unfortunately, it would be ideal if we could just do away with it, but there's a lot of care that is unnecessary and, and does have to go through some kind of evaluation. But more and more members and patients are really stuck in the middle of that again. And a lot of that is so unnecessary because the payer and the health system or the provider aren't sharing the information they need to make the right decision for that member. So, um, you know, we're seeing a lot of state regulation coming um, around prior auth and simplifying it and, and uh, making notifications electronic, but the collaboration piece of it and really making that member what you're, you're, you're trying to get the right treatment for that member. And, 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 and the opportunity to do that, I think, is there. And we just need to simplify it and, and have that collaboration. Absolutely. And certainly another big issue that we'll all be watching this year, uh, both in and in, around the country. Joanne, thank you so much for joining me here on the podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you about Banneretna and all your amazing initiatives that you all have working on over there. Thank you so much for having me. You can tune into more podcasts from Becker's Healthcare by visiting our podcast page at beckershospitalreview.com.